Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, my fellow chakra explorers. How are you? I'm pretty good. I had the coolest experience earlier this week that I just want to share with you real quick. I had the chance to meet a real live listener in person that I'd never met before, uh, who was able to come to one of the yoga classes that I teach in my community. I've met lots of you through Zoom or through messages, but this was the first time I think that it changed to a face-to-face interaction. And I just loved it because as I've mentioned before, with a podcast, you just put it out into the universe and hope that someone listens, that someone benefits from what you have to share. And I was just so honored that she chose to spend an hour with me doing some yoga. Just like I'm so honored every time you decide to spend 20 minutes or so of your day allowing me to share my ideas with you. Speaking of yoga class, today I want to talk about something that's been a pretty regular conversation in my life lately. It's the practice of setting an intention before class. If you've gone to a yoga class, you might have heard the teacher say this, maybe even offer one to the class in case uh, someone didn't bring their own, I guess, like it was a mat or something. But I'd like to talk today about what exactly that means, what that practice is for, and how it can translate or not to non-asana chakra balancing. Like, can you use the principle of intention if you're going to meditate or journal or, or whatever? I get asked this question not infrequently, but my sense is that a lot of people wonder what on earth it means. They just never ask. It's one of those it's one of those yoga things that everyone knows except you. So you just kind of pretend to set an intention along with everyone else. They obviously know what they're doing, right? And then at the end of class, when the yoga teacher says, revisit your intention, we're always like, oh, oh, right, my intention. And that's the only time we think about it. Or maybe I'm projecting my early experience with intention onto you. Sorry if that's the case, but from the questions I get, I think that there are a lot of people just sort of wondering what it all means. So here we are, ready to talk about it, and then you can decide if it's something you want to incorporate into your life. The first thing I want to say is that I'm not sure how traditional setting intentions is in yoga. Uh, I, I think it might be something that's more of an aspect of how we practice in the West. You, you might have heard me say before that yoga isn't the posture classes that we think of. It's more of a way of life, the way that we live and interact with the world and with ourselves. You, you live yoga. You don't just do yoga. And it seems to me that intention setting is sort of our way of bridging that divide, a way to connect what we do on the mat to what we do off the mat. 
or at least that's intention setting at its best, in my opinion. At its core, an intention that we set at the beginning of class might be what we want to focus on that day. But I feel like it isn't always clear that this isn't about accomplishments. Intentions are different from goals. A goal is an outcome, the specific thing that's visible at the end of some effort. Intention, on the other hand, in this case might be better understood as the way we approach something, either life or yoga class. And it's easy for us in this achievement-oriented world that we live in to get the two confused. We think our intention is to get deeper into the splits or finally hold that arm balance or whatever. It doesn't even have to be yoga. We set an intention to meditate every day for 30 days as part of some challenge, and we hope it will change us. But I wonder if an intention isn't more of the why we do something. Even that doesn't adequately express intention in this context, but I, a context, but I think it's a good place to start. Intentions are our desires set into motion, brought to life through thoughts, words, actions. It's like we talked about in the series on values for each chakra. If you have a desire to live in peace, your intention is to cultivate peace in your life, then that needs to be a part of everything you do. And I think that's what a yoga intention really does. It refocuses us on those desires, those values. And that's part of why we set intentions in our yoga classes, I think. We're hoping to bring the practice off the mat, as they say. Many yoga teachers offer compassion as an intention to set during class. And that's that's wonderful. We can use the 60 minutes on the mat to practice self-compassion, giving ourselves grace as we move through physical postures that might feel uncomfortable allowing emotions that come up as we release tension from the muscles, or even as we cause tension in the muscles. Making space for our wandering thoughts and being kind to ourselves as we gently bring our focus back to the task at hand, the moving meditation. But the trick is to take that intention into the world with us. As we leave the studio, roll up our mats, we don't leave the compassion there. We continue to experience self-compassion, learning to quiet the voice in our head that tells us we're not enough, the stories that we should be something other than we are, forgiving ourselves when we make mistakes, or even realizing that forgiveness isn't needed because no mistake was made. And we extend that intentional compassion to others, really and truly accepting and believing that nearly everyone is doing their best and that we're all just muddling our way through this thing called life. And knowing that when we can make life easier or more compassionate for others, we will, because we live in that compassionate space, the intention that we set for ourselves in the asana practice. And we always remember that it's a journey and that we're not, we're not suddenly going to become paragons of perfect compassion. And that knowledge is in and of itself, compassionate. And that's just one example. There are literally thousands of intentions that we can set. Setting intention doesn't have to be just during 
posture practice either. There's been a fun trend the past few years of picking a word for the year, sort of as a replacement for New Year's resolutions. Uh, I've heard of people spending weeks selecting the perfect word and also people drawing a word out of a hat, believing that the universe will give them what they need. I think either of those and everything in between is a good way to go. And that can be setting an intention. You could set an intention for the year, the, the quarter, the, the month, the week, the day, the hour. And you could set one for the year and then realize that it needs to change based on your circumstances. My point is there are lots of ways to set intentions once we have a good understanding of what they are. We make an effort to understand what we need on a deeper level. I used to hear the phrase, growth goes where energy flows a lot. And sadly, it was from people who wanted me to spend my energy on their growth, but the concept is solid. When we put our energy into something, our intentions into something, we find growth and expansion there. Intention setting is a great place to start when you don't know where to start, too. When you feel lost like you don't know what to do next, or you're overwhelmed with the choices in life, selecting one intention and allowing yourself to bloom around it can light up next steps that otherwise might remain dark. I frequently recommend trust as an intention to people who are just coming to chakra work, and I'll tell you why. You found chakras. You're listening to this podcast. You're exploring parts of you and life that were previously unknown. Something brought you here, and the key is trusting that the same something will take you to the next step. But so much of the time we start to second guess, or we get caught up in the idea that we have to know everything before we can do anything. And this was totally me a few years ago, and actually it still is sometimes, but When we breathe into the intention of trust, a lot of that anxiety is reduced and the intention just becomes part of how you exist each day. Slowly becomes a part, but it will. You can also be very deliberate about how you do this. I've led week-long workshops on chakra intention setting where we set an intention each day for seven days, each day focusing on a different chakra. You could do it on a weekly basis, giving each energy center a whole week of intention and focus or a month. Maybe you select an aspect of each chakra to set as your intention. It's a very, very powerful balancing and healing tool. Intention connects the thoughts in your head to the emotions in your body. It takes the the dissonance that lives in us and starts to create internal unity, that sense that everything in us is working toward our highest good, even if we don't know exactly what that is or where to find it. For a lot of us, the intention to listen to my body can be really powerful for just that reason. The intentional effort to connect to your physical self can be really scary, but when we can gently allow it or ease into it, The potential is enormous. The potential to what, you might ask. And that depends on your intention. Maybe it's to have more peace. Maybe it's to have more courage or adventure or stillness or fun 
The potential is endless because the number of intentions, the types of intentions that you can live into is endless. Do you feel that you need root chakra healing? Maybe your intention can be to discover abundance. Sacral chakra balancing, the intention could be finding pleasure. It can be specific like this or very general like healing. You can meditate on the word or the feeling. You can journal. You can think on it. You can use it as a filter as you make choices. There's not any wrong way to use an intention once you understand what it is and why we might use them. And one fun thing I've discovered is that when I set an intention for something I think I want, giving it a little energy to the intention opens my creativity to explore other things I hadn't consciously realized before. Or parts of me that I'd hidden are now open and ready to be healed. A strong intention is like turning on the light in a dark room that holds treasure. Sure, those treasures might be a little dusty because they've been tucked away for so long, but the light makes the shadows less scary. We're able to see what's there instead of imagining the worst. So this week, consider thinking about what you might like to have as your intention, even if it's just for a day. If you're not sure, try awareness. I am aware of my thoughts, my body. I am aware of my emotions, the moment. I am aware of this experience. Awareness can really open us up. And it works on a lot of levels. So if you're the type of person who wants to do everything right, you will be. I'm like that. I'm not teasing you. I'm not teasing. But you will be. Take a breath. Be aware of the moment. And you're engaging with an intention. Let me know what you pick if you decide to do this exercise. Message me on uh, Facebook or Instagram. You can find me there at Your Chakra Coach. Or if you prefer to email, you can always send me an email. That's sarah at yourchakracoach.com. Or use the link in the show notes to leave me a voicemail. I love all of these, but mostly I just love hearing from you. I love knowing that I'm not alone in this journey. If this podcast is helpful to you and you're learning something, also please consider supporting me on my Patreon page. There, there's extra content there, meditations, yoga poses for each chakra, some videos, and you're helping me be able to bring this show to you and the world every week. Thank you to everyone who has already joined. I appreciate you so, so much. I hope you have an intentionally amazing week, and I can't wait to talk again. Bye.